اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم رب اشرح لی صدری ویسر لی امری وحلل عقدتا من لسانی یفقہ قولی انشاءاللہ ناو آئی ول گیو یو این اوور ویو آف صحیح بخاری انشاءاللہ وی ول لرن اباؤٹ وائی وی شوڈ اسٹڈی حدیث ان دا فرسٹ پلیس از اٹ ریئلی امپورٹنٹ از اٹ ریئلی نیسیسری اینڈ وین وی آر چوزنگ ٹو اسٹڈی حدیث Why are we studying Sahih Bukhari? What is so special about this book of hadith compared to other books of hadith? And then inshallah I will also tell you a little bit about Imam Bukhari, just a little bit. And then inshallah we will begin our study of hadith. I'm aware that many of you do not have the books today. But don't worry inshallah I will display the hadith on the screen so that you can follow along. You all have notebooks with you? Yeah? Make sure you're taking notes. Okay? Because uh, we are here to collect treasure. Right? But it is said that Al-ilmu saydun wal-kitabatu qaydu That knowledge is like an animal that you want to hunt. Alright? It's like the game that you want to catch. So what's the point of catching a game, an animal, you just grab it and then you let it go. What's the point? It's a wasted effort, right? So when you catch the game, what do you have to do? You have to tie it up, right? So likewise, you have to, وَالْكِتَابَةُ قَيْدُ Through writing, you're going to preserve what you're learning, inshallah. Okay, so the first question is, what is hadith? Whenever we look at any word, When we're studying any Islamic sciences and we look at, we come across a term, we always look at the linguistic meaning. What is the literal meaning of the word? And then we look at the definition. How is it that the scholars have described that word? So when it comes to the word hadith, hadith means al-jadeed min al-ashya, something new. Alright? It's the opposite of qadim. What does qadim mean? Old. So the opposite of this is? Hadith meaning jadid, something new. And the word hadith is used for kalam. What does kalam mean? Speech. Why? Because every time a person says something, then what is it? It's something new that just occurred. Because just a few seconds ago, those words were not uttered. Correct? So whether that speech, it is a little or a lot, qaleel or kathir, the word hadith can apply to it. So it can apply to a long statement, a short statement. Alright? And the plural of the word hadith is ahadith. Alright? The plural of the word hadith is, everybody say it, ahadith. This is the linguistic meaning. It just means speech. That's it. Does this word come in the Quran? Does it? Yes. مَا كَانَ حَدِيثٌ يُفْتَرَى This is not a hadith that has been invented. Hadith meaning a speech, meaning the Qur'an is not an invented speech, meaning a fabrication by a human being. No way. This is whose speech? Whose word? Allah's word. Right? So in the Qur'an, the word hadith is used in its literal sense. Alright? But when we talk about hadith in Islam, what are we referring to? What is the definition of hadith? How is this word used? It is used for مَا أُضِيفَ إِلَى النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ 
That statement which is attributed to who? To the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the hadith is what? The statement that is attributed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now this statement, it could be qawl. Alright, it could be the exact words of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So for example, can you think of any words that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said? إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ So this is a statement that contains the actual words which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. So مَا أُضِيفَ إِلَى النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ مِنْ قَوْلٍ أَوْ فِعْلٍ What is fi'l? An action. So there could be a statement that is describing something that the Prophet ﷺ did. So for example, we learn that in Makkah, one of the companions reported that in Makkah, the Prophet ﷺ was once reciting Surah Al-Najm. And when he completed the recitation, he performed a sajda. And those with him also went into prostration. Now in this statement, there's no words which the Prophet ﷺ said. You understand? But this statement, this narration is describing an action of the Prophet. What is the action? That on reciting Surah Al-Najm, he, he prostrated. Alright? So, min qawlin, aw fi'lin, aw taqreerin. Taqreer. What is taqreer? Approval. Approval that the Prophet ﷺ gave. Meaning, a person did something, the Prophet ﷺ came to know about it, and he didn't object. Alright? He didn't object. So when he didn't object, what happened? He approved it. Alright? He approved it. So for example, in a narration we learned that once a group of the companions were traveling and they stopped at a place and they asked the people, the local population, if they could stay with them. But the locals did not really welcome them. So they were camped outside. And what happened? The chief of their leader, the leader of the locals, he got bitten by a venomous creature. He was in a lot of pain. They couldn't help him. So someone came running and asked those companions that, is there any doctor among you? And one of the companions, he went along and he recited Surah Al-Fatiha on that man who was in pain. And that man was cured. And so what happened? That chief was so happy, he gave them a whole lot of gifts. So they came, the companions went to the Prophet ﷺ, they informed him, and the Prophet ﷺ, he did not object. Alright? He approved it. Alright? He approved it. And in fact, he did say over there that how did you know you could do this? Alright? So anyway, there are narrations in which we learn that the Prophet ﷺ approved of something. Alright? Taqreed. أو وصف or an attribute, a quality. Meaning, 
a narration that tells us about a quality and attribute of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam what kind of quality khalqi aw khuluqi what is khalqi physical what is khuluqi in his manner so for example we learn about some narrations that describe the appearance of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam All right that his face was such and such his hair was like that or he was wearing something at a certain occasion the sahaba have described his clothes even all right or khuluqi his nature the manner in which he dealt with people so basically any statement that tells us about what the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said what he did what he approved of or a statement that describes him his physical appearance or his manner you understand his physical appearance or his manner this is what would that be it would be a hadith now we are learning sahih bukhari why because this book is a collection of hadith So in this book we find the statements of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam we find out about certain things he did we find out about his appearance we find out about the different incidents in his life all right the different things that he taught we find them in sahih bukhari so this is hadith the question is why study hadith how many of you have studied the Quran mashallah many of you have all or part of it mashallah many of you have and you know especially when a person learns the meaning of the Quran then person thinks well the Quran is the book of Allah and if i've studied it i mean what else do i need to study why should i study something else a person may think like that is it important to study hadith so if you have committed to one year of studying hadith right one year sounds like a big deal it's only once a week all right but if you have committed to studying the hadith for an entire year why would you do that what are you going to get out of this yes because allah in the quran says ati allah wa ati rasul so obey allah and obey the messenger and you can only do that if you know what he said told you to do okay very good yes i mean we could do something in many different ways right you know when it comes to eating for example we could eat in many different ways when it comes to you know speaking to people we could choose many different styles right but whose way and whose style is the most beloved is the best whose way has the stamp of approval whose way is it It's the way of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah says that qul in kuntum tuhibbuna Allaha fattabi'uni yuhibbukum Allah. That if you claim to love Allah then you must follow me meaning follow the messenger. And if you will do that Allah will love you. So if we want our actions to become to be approved if we want Allah to love us then who do we have to follow the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam laqad kana lakum fi rasulillahi uswatun hasana 
There is for you in the Messenger of Allah the best example. Any other reason you can think of? Why should we study hadith? Yes? Um, I believe Aisha radiallahu anha, she said that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was a walking, talking Qur'an. So, like Qur'an, we're giving com- given commandments and everything, but it's easier to follow an example. Yes. كَانَ خُلُقُهُ الْقُرْآنِ The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's khuluq, his manner, his nature was the Qur'an. So he was like the Qur'an translated into action. If we want to know How do you live the Qur'an? I mean, the concepts mentioned in the Qur'an, beautiful, excellent. But how do you practically bring them in your life? How do you do that? You need a sample. You need a case study. Isn't it? You need to see someone who's done it. Because you can't be what you can't see. Right? So we have to see the example of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. How did he follow the Qur'an? Any other reason why we should study the hadith? Yes, sister? Worship Allah the best way we can worship and easiest way. The Prophet teaches us. Example, du'as. There is a million du'as, but to make one du'a that you can receive as much as reward, he teaches. So it, it gives us specific instruction that we can... Yes, his way was the best way and the easiest way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't leave us to figure the deen out ourselves. Figure it out. No. He told us what to do and he also gave us an example. He told us, Ud'uni, call upon me. And then we learn in the example of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, how should I call upon Allah? How should I ask him? How should I praise him? From the ways of the Prophet ﷺ we learn when we should make dua, how we should make dua, what we should ask Allah for. Yes? Another reason? Our manual is Qur'an, but our superhero is Rasulullah ﷺ. That is true. Yes. You cannot love someone if you don't know about someone. So especially if you have a role model of someone with you, so you have to do everything what they want to do it. So now role model of us, Alhamdulillah, the Prophet ﷺ. If you are claiming we love the Prophet ﷺ, we have to know what yes. he's teaching. So whatever the way he's teaching us, we have to follow. So exactly. we can improve, we can say that we love the Prophet ﷺ. Yes. Because uh, this is all his way, so that's why we have to... Uh, exactly. Our faith is not complete. Unless and until we love the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, believing in him, good. But loving him is very important. But how can we love someone if we don't even know them? Now, I'm not saying that you don't know the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. I'm sure you know a lot about him. But when you study. The exact, the very narrations that record the exact words he said, that record his facial expressions, that record his manner, that describe his life events, then you will not just come to know the Prophet ﷺ, you will also love him you will begin to admire him. When you study hadith, it is as if you are spending 
your time with the Messenger wasallam. This is a way in which we increase in our love for him. Any other reason? Assalamu alaikum. I was thinking, you know, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we love him. Why we love him? Because he, whatever he teaches us, it's like it, it takes us to Jannah. Whatever our self-desire, it takes us to hellfire. That's why we love him more than ourselves. And how we can love him if we don't learn the hadith? Yes. We say, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ Who are those upon whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed favor? Who are they? مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءَ وَالصَّالِحِينَ So those that Allah bestowed favor upon, first and foremost amongst them are who? The prophets of Allah. And who was the prophet that was sent to us as our guide? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, all of you gave excellent reasons, mashallah. But I want you to add a few more reasons in your notes. Okay? And in your hearts. Why should we study hadith? You see, the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa was to do what? To guide people. Right? In the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that هُوَ الَّذِي بَعْثَ فِي الْأُمِّيِّينَ رَسُولًا مِّنْهُمْ يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ Allah, He is the one who sent amongst the unlettered people a messenger from among them. A human messenger Allah sent. And what did this messenger do? يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ He recited Allah's verses to the people. وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ And He purified them. وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ And also He was sent to teach people the book and wisdom. This is in Surah Al-Jumu'ah, verse number 2. The Prophet ﷺ was sent not just to deliver the Qur'an. He was also sent to teach the book, teach the Qur'an. Teaching the Qur'an is not like just conveying it. Conveying it means, here people, there you go. Teaching it means, this is the book, this is what it means, this is how you practice it, this is how you implement it. You understand? He didn't just convey. He was sent to teach the book. And he was sent to teach the wisdom. What is wisdom? It's knowing what to do, when, how much, where. Right? Wisdom is what? Having a level of intelligence and understanding so that you know what to say, what to do, at what place, at what time, what is appropriate, what is not appropriate. Isn't it? And children generally lack wisdom, which is why they say things at places where they're not supposed to. Or they shout or they speak loudly where they're not supposed to. Isn't it? So the Prophet ﷺ was sent to teach us. Now, what did he teach? Where is all of that preserved? In the hadith. So then, this means if we don't benefit from the hadith, have we really benefited from the Qur'an? If we don't study the hadith, have we then correctly understood the Qur'an? Really, think about this. Think of it this way. 
You know when you go to school, your professor gives a lecture, right? And then you're also given some assigned readings, right? And if you say, I don't care about the lectures, I'm just going to do my readings. Will that be enough? No. Because then when you will, go for your exam, and there's a question over there, and you have no idea about it because it's not mentioned in the book. Well, where did that come from? How? From where? It's because the professor mentioned a particular paper, he he referenced it, told you to read it, you weren't there, you never read it, you had no idea about it, so you missed it all. Isn't it? If we want to correctly understand the Qur'an, we cannot ignore the sunnah. We cannot do without studying the hadith. Our understanding of the Qur'an would be deficient. Remember this. The status of hadith. The hadith, the words of the Prophet ﷺ, his teachings, his instructions, they're very important. How important are they? In Surah Al-Hashr, ayah number 7, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ Whatever the messenger gives you, take it. وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُ And whatever he forbids you from, stay away from it. So, what is it that the Prophet ﷺ gave us? What is it that he forbade us from? Where is that? It's in the hadith. We also learn, the Prophet ﷺ said, this is a hadith in a tirmidhi, that soon a hadith from me will be conveyed to a man. While that man is reclining on his couch. And when the hadith is narrated to him, he says, Between us and you is Allah's book. So whatever we find in it that is lawful, we will consider it to be lawful. And whatever we find in it that is unlawful, we will consider it to be unlawful. So basically what that man is saying is, Don't tell me about hadith. We have the Qur'an. Whatever the Qur'an says is halal, we take that as halal. Whatever the Qur'an says is haram, we take that as haram. And that's enough. The Prophet ﷺ said that وَإِنَّمَا حَرَّمَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ كَمَا حَرَّمَ اللَّهِ That which the messenger has made unlawful, then it is the same as what Allah has made unlawful. This is the status of hadith. So basically, if we find the word haram in the Qur'an, we have to take that seriously. And if we find the word haram in a statement of the Prophet ﷺ, do we take that seriously? Does that have any weight? Yes. Because what the Prophet ﷺ forbade us from is like what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden us from. Now, the person who relies only upon the Qur'an, a person who says, look people, Qur'an is enough. We don't need to talk about the hadith. The Qur'an is the miracle, it is Allah's speech, it is perfect, it is complete, always relevant. This is all true. But if that person says, only Qur'an, and only Qur'an, is that problematic? Is that problematic? What if they're taking a verse of the Qur'an, going into the deep you know, meaning of those words, 
you know, referring to different linguists and different poets of the past and explaining the Arabic of the words of the Qur'an and quoting other verses of the Qur'an also to explain that. What about that? It's incomplete. You understand? It's incomplete. Because we have to study the Qur'an in light of the in light of the sunnah. They go together, hand in hand. And a person who thinks that the Qur'an alone is sufficient, we don't need to use the hadith, we don't need to refer to it, then they're in a serious error. They're committing a very serious mistake. Why? The Prophet ﷺ said, Let me not find one of you reclining on his couch when he hears something regarding me which I have commanded or forbidden. He says, we don't know. What we found in Allah's book, we have followed. He said, I don't want to find any one of you do that. Saying about the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, oh, I don't know the hadith. I'm just following the Qur'an. I'm just doing what the Qur'an says. The Prophet ﷺ said, let me not find one of you doing that. We cannot ignore the hadith. So if we are studying the hadith, what are we doing basically? We are further understanding the the Qur'an. And the reason why we cannot ignore the hadith is because just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Qur'an, He also revealed something else upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know that? There's two types of revelation. One type of revelation that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was given was that which is recited. Recited as in it is the Qur'an. And the other revelation is that which is not recited, but it is still to be implemented. Alright? Like for example, we learn that Jibreel came and he asked the Prophet ﷺ, what is Islam? Hmm? Now do you think Jibreel came by himself? Well let me go and quiz him. No, no, no. The angels did not come except by whose permission, whose command? Allah's command. وَمَا نَتَنَزَّلُ We do not descend except by the command of our Lord. Anyways, when Jibreel came and asked the Prophet ﷺ, what is Islam? And he gave the answer. What is Iman? He gave the answer. What is Ihsan? He gave the answer. Now, Jibreel is coming and asking the Prophet ﷺ those questions at Allah's command. But do we find anywhere in the Qur'an, any surah that says, Mal Iman, Mal Islam, Mal Ihsan. Do we find that? Do we recite it? No, we don't. We don't. But Jibreel brought that, didn't he? Didn't he? Jibreel brought that from who? From Allah. To who? To the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Can we then ignore it? Can we then leave it? Pretend like it doesn't exist? No, we cannot do that. Because if we do it, it is as if we are ignoring revelation. We are ignoring, we are putting aside, we are putting away something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent. In Surah Al-Najm, ayah 3 and 4, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa does not speak 
by his own desire. In huwa illa wahyun yuha. Whatever he teaches as a prophet, as a messenger, that is based on what? Revelation that is given to him. In Surah An-Nisa, Ayah 113, Allah says, وَأَنزَلَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ Allah has sent down upon you Al-Kitab وَالْحِكْمَةِ Two things. What is Al-Kitab? What is Al-Kitab? The Qur'an. Well, what is Al-Hikmah? What is Al-Hikmah that Allah revealed on the Prophet ﷺ? That is the Sunnah. Where do we find that hikmah? In hadith. This is why the scholars, they would say, like for example, Hassan bin Atiyah, he said that Jibreel would bring the sunnah to the Prophet ﷺ, just like he would teach him the Qur'an. Just as Jibreel came and delivered the Qur'an to the Prophet ﷺ, he would also deliver what to him? What? The sunnah. You know, simple question. In the Qur'an, we have been given the command to pray. Right? But where in the Qur'an do we learn about how to pray? Which surah tells us? Uh-uh. No surah tells us about how to pray. Correct? Which surah tells us about what exactly we should say in the salah? Yes, there are some verses... Right? But not everything is mentioned in the Qur'an. So where do we learn that from? From the sunnah. So remember, the hadith was also given to the messenger wasallam. Now, the relationship between the Qur'an and hadith, what is that relationship? We learn in Surah An-Nahl, Ayah 44, Allah says, وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ الذِّكْرَ لِتُبَيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ مَا نُزِّلَ إِلَيْهِمْ If the Qur'an alone was sufficient, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have only sent the Qur'an. Hmm? If He sent the Messenger, it means that the Messenger had a very important role to play. Right? What is that role? We learn about that in the Qur'an. That we have sent down upon you the dhikr, the message, meaning the Qur'an. We sent it on you. Why? What are you supposed to do? لِتُبَيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ So that you would clarify to the people. You would explain to the people مَا نُزِّلَ إِلَيْهِمْ That which has been sent to them. So the Prophet ﷺ was supposed to explain the Qur'an. So what is the relationship between the Qur'an and the hadith? What is the relationship? What does the hadith do? It explains the Qur'an. And we see that because it explains the Qur'an, the hadith can never ever contradict the Qur'an. Never. We learned that Sa'id bin Jubayr, once he narrated a hadith, And when he narrated it, a man who was sitting nearby, he said that, well, the Qur'an says such and such. You're saying that the Prophet ﷺ said this, but the Qur'an says this. Sa'id bin Jubayr got very angry. And he said, I am telling you about what the Prophet ﷺ said, 
And you are bringing the Qur'an against it? The Messenger of Allah knew the Qur'an better than you. He knew the Qur'an better than you. So he would never say anything that would be in contradiction to the, to the Qur'an. Which means that the Hadith and the Qur'an will always complement each other. Right? They could never contradict each other. And we need to refer to hadith in order to understand the Qur'an correctly. Now, there's also a lot of importance of learning the hadith. The Prophet ﷺ said that, تَرَكْتُ فِيكُمْ أَمْرَيْنِ I am leaving with you two things, which if you hold on to, you'll never go astray. What are those two things? What are those two things? The Qur'an and the sunnah. Now the thing is, we give a lot of importance to learning the Qur'an. Don't we? We do, right? So for example, even young children as they're growing up, we're concerned about their recitation of the Qur'an, their memorization of the Qur'an. Isn't it? And as they memorize or as they recite, we also want them to know the meaning of the Qur'an. Isn't it? But the Prophet ﷺ said, I am leaving with you two things, not one thing, two things. Which means that we have to hold on to both of them if we want to remain on the right guidance. So Alhamdulillah, that we give a lot of attention to the Qur'an, but honestly, we are not doing justice to the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. We are not doing justice to it. You know, before, a hafiz, you know who a hafiz was? Well, these days if we say so-and-so is a hafiz, what does it mean? They have memorized the Qur'an. But before, a hafiz was someone who had also memorized the hadith. A person who had memorized the Qur'an alone would not be called hafiz. Memorize the Qur'an? Okay, good. You got a lot more to do. And when they would memorize hadith, then they would be called a hafiz. So it is very important that we give attention to studying hadith. That we study it just as we study the Qur'an. We give it time. We dedicate some time. We fix a day at least. At least one day. And we see that studying the hadith, the benefit of that is what? Life, salvation, and also wisdom. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Anfal, Ayah 24, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, istajibu lillahi wa lirrasul, idha da'akum lima yuhyikum. O you who have believed, respond to Allah and the Messenger, when the Messenger calls you to that which will bring you life. Meaning, when you will listen to the Messenger, then what will happen? It will bring you life. What life is this? It means that your life in this world will increase? You'll never die? What does it mean? Which life is this? Eternal life, which is only in paradise. Life, real life is only in paradise. Right? And yuhyikum, which will give you life. This is also the reviving of the spiritual life, of the heart. 
Because really, a person's body could be alive, but if the heart is dead, that's no good. Real life is when a person is awake and alert and conscious in their heart also. Then we see that Az-Zuhri, Imam Az-Zuhri, he would say that the scholars before us used to say that holding on to the sunnah is najat. Meaning salvation, if we want to be saved, then we must hold on to the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam. If we want to be saved from trials, if we want to be saved from making mistakes and errors, then what is it that we have to hold on to? The sunnah. This is the reason why we must study the sunnah, the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. And for this reason, we have selected a few chapters from the book Sahih Al-Bukhari. Alright?